Hey, everybody, and welcome to Career Growth Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Craig Ansell. This week's episode is titled, Is My Resume Old? I asked that question because we got a lot of feedback, and our top listened to episode so far is number two, Is Your Resume Holding You Back? Ask questions, hey, did you know if you had the most common mistakes out there for formatting and content? and provided some guidance on how to correct that along with a free download. Check out episode two if you haven't. You can gain access to that freebie by going to our website, craigansell.com forward slash resume. Also, you can check out most of the podcast episode show notes, and there should be some links in there depending on what podcast program you're using to listen to. Now, before we dig into answering today's podcast title, which was, Is My Resume Old?, I want to talk about something called unconscious bias. Unconscious bias permeates us at all levels and all avenues of our lives. It's a type of conditioning, if you will, and it's done unconsciously, and it causes us to organize things and filter things in our head. It helps influence us when we're making decisions, and it also influences us to how we see the world and how we process information in the world. Forbes.com talked about how unconscious bias is present in our world and how it affects us. There was another reference on the internet from a UK company called TheGuardian.com, and they asked in their title, what is unconscious bias and can it be eliminated? Pretty interesting, huh? In a world that's striving for equality, unconscious bias really makes it challenging. You probably heard the old phrase, never judge a book by its cover, But in all reality, that's what's happening with unconscious bias, and of course, hence the name, we're not even aware of it. Finally, there's another reference out there at businessinsider.com, and it talks about how Google has a specific presentation that it gives its employees so that they can learn about and spot unconscious bias in the workplace. Sounds pretty serious to me, like it's affecting us on levels we just don't understand or that we're aware of. Why did I talk about all this stuff? Because unconscious bias is real and it affects us. Turning back to the show title, let's explore and answer that question. The question behind today's show title really revolves around your resume content and what information on there might be potentially dating you, and it simply may not be necessary out there to have on your resume. So we're going to cover key areas that may imply your age, or it might even be the style or content of your resume might be old or old school. Listen along and absorb. We'll add a link to a freebie to summarize all these things. So you're free to take notes if you want, but other point is you don't have to. Just enjoy it and absorb it and kind of challenge yourselves to, hey, does my resume need some polishing up? Hey, have I considered maybe making some of these changes? It doesn't seem like that information's necessary on my resume anymore. And besides, I can dust it off and maybe update it too while I'm at it. So taking a look at your resume, we'll start off with your contact information. Did you know that with unconscious bias, sometimes you get overlooked via your resume because of where you physically live? That was nice, guys. I don't know if you heard that, but a motorcycle just went by. So point about the address, okay? You don't need it on your resume because it's just something else that could potentially filter you out of a role. People don't intentionally mean to do that, but again, maybe there's something with your street name or your city that somebody doesn't like or has a bad memory of. So you can take it off if you like. That's what's currently trending right now. 
Also, your email address, all right? Make sure it doesn't contain any um, rude, vulgar, or double-meaning names out there. And then secondarily, the provider. What used to be okay, I don't know, I think it was Yahoo and AOL and all those things. Now I'm hearing that they date you, and really, Gmail is the way to go, or some other type of newer type account. For your education, yes, sure, you should list that you have a degree, but you don't necessarily have to list the dates you attended college or even when you graduated. For history, some of us have been in the job force for over 20 years, and so if we put a significant amount of history, that would automatically predate us, and it's not necessary. So I typically say seven, maybe 10 years of experience, and keep the experience relevant to what you're applying for. Also, if you have a summary at the top of your um, resume, that's kind of changing too, because although we're talking about ourselves, we really should be focusing on what we can do for our potential future employer. In my summary section, I believe I have, which I need to change, by the way, have 20 plus years cross-functional experience, da, 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 all right? Automatically, seeing that I have a college degree probably puts me in the low 20s, add another 20 to that, and we already have my mid-40s to upper 40s or later age. Believe it or not, even font type can show age if you're using something that's outdated. So there's even recommendations for font type now. So for example, Ladders.com, which is typically a six-figure and greater job recruiting and job fulfillment service, recommends using something like Calibri or Cambria, Palantino or Verant, or excuse me, or Verdana. Hope I'm saying that right. Those are standard typefaces, and they say they work in between operating systems. So if the company scans something or uses it in a different format, Word or PDF, they should be standard and work for you. Also, talking about dating a resume. Black and white used to be the way to go, or in other words, black font, but we need to punch that up nowadays, keep somebody interested wanting to pick up our resume and read it in the first place. So some lines of color, a splash of color is always recommended, such as vertical bars or horizontal separator bars, something like that. I wouldn't color your your name or anything like that because we already might have that in bold, for example, to draw attention to who we are, but we don't want to go into rainbow mode. Just a single accent color is what I would recommend and something strong and powerful, again, like a red or a blue, something like that. So today's episode show was a bit shorter, I admit. I hope it gave you some good food for thought and just to get you thinking out there on what actually might be on your resume, the content, your organizational structure, and if you do or don't have some color or some splash to it to draw the eye to it to be attractive, right? If your resume doesn't get picked up in the first place from a big stack, you don't have to worry about what's on there because no one's going to read it. So increase your chances to get picked up, to get interviewed, and your opportunity to get your next job by taking some of the advice on this podcast. If you've done some of these things already, we're happy to hear from you. And if you have other suggestions or no do's and don'ts, we'd like to hear them from you. You can send us info at craigansell.com. That's email info at craigansell.com. We hope you have an awesome week ahead. Don't forget, if you want additional resume info to go back to episode two, listen to that show, as well as get the download, craigansell.com forward slash resume. Please subscribe to our show if you find it helpful, recommend it to some friends, family, or colleagues, and give us some likes out there and some reviews. We'd really appreciate it. We're on most of the major podcast stations like um, iHeart, iTunes, Google Play. So let us know what you think, everybody. We really appreciate your listenership and look forward to talking to you next week. This has been Craig Ansell, Career Growth Made Easy. God bless.